Hello and welcome to or welcome back to Morning Cup of Controversy. Um, this is the first uh, episode that I'll be uploading to YouTube. Obviously, if you're watching the video footage, then hello. Um, you can see me in my nice little setup. Um, eventually, I'm gonna have like a cute little accent chair here instead of my rolly chair. But for now, we're gonna have to just use this because I wanna get this podcast up and running on YouTube as soon as possible. So, today, we're gonna be talking about conspiracy theories. Um, if you don't know what conspiracy theories are, we'll get to that in just a little bit. But as always, I wanna start with the question of the week. So let's get right on into it. Before we do this week's question of the week, actually, I do have a little shout out that I wanna give to another podcast. So let's go ahead and listen to their trailer real quick. Movies and feelings. Pop, pop. Bring Your Own Popcorn is a podcast that dives into people and the movies who love them. Let us preach to your choir or stoke your ire as we spiral down memory lane with cult classics, Jurassics, and other genres that rhyme with traffic. What we lack in education, we make up for with comedy, compassion, and camaraderie. I'm your host, Mixtape Majesty, inviting you to join me and an assortment of wonderful guests on fine podcast apps everywhere. Bring your own popcorn. Thank you guys for listening to that. I hope you guys go and check them out. But let's go ahead and get into our question of the week, like I said. Um, so last week, we talked about um, what's the best thing you've got going for you. I haven't personally gotten any um, comments in the community post yet on Spotify. So remember that if you guys want to be involved and share your comments um, for the question of the week, then all you have to do is comment them in the community section below the podcast on Spotify. And now that the episodes will be on YouTube, it'll be a little bit easier for you to just comment them straight in the comment section. Um, I think that's just a little bit easier for some people to understand. I don't know for sure how difficult it is to find the um, community section on most people's, uh, whatever platform they're using to stream. I mean, not platform, whatever, you know, phone or kind of computer, whatever you're using to stream. I'm not sure if it all is set up the same way, so. Anyway, let's move into the question. Like I said last week, we talked about what's the best thing you've got going for you. And for me personally, I said it was this podcast. Um, it's been doing a lot of good for me, uh, for my mental health, just to have something to focus on and put my energy into. So that's really good. Um, and this week, I want to ask, what, if anything, is too serious to joke about? I feel like nowadays people get really offended by every little thing. And so it's really hard to just kind of make jokes. Um, I actually had a conversation with somebody the other day about Shane Dawson because that was kind of like a controversial um, topic that I thought of when it came to this question. Because obviously Shane Dawson was canceled because he, um, you know, made all these inappropriate jokes and people are claiming that he's a pedophile um, due to the things that he did in his past and in his videos. Um, I don't want to get too into that story, but I feel like that's a good example of what is too serious to joke about. So, like, obviously pedophilia, um, sexual assault, that kind of stuff is obviously too serious to joke about because it can seriously trigger some people. But I feel like there's other people out there, like, you guys might feel like there's lesser subjects that are still too serious to joke about just because everybody goes through life differently. So, I don't know. If you ask the right person, anything could be too serious to joke about, I feel like. But... In my personal opinion, 
a joke is a joke. I don't know. I, I'm just kind of like a, a really inappropriate humor kind of person. So inappropriate humor is funny to me. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But let's go ahead and move on into the topic of the week, which, like I said earlier, is conspiracy theories. Okay, so I have, before we jump into the conspiracy theories, I have something called the Ramsey Theory that I want to explain to you guys. Obviously, this, um, it's not necessarily considered a conspiracy theory. It's just a theory that explains why conspiracies exist and why it's so easy to make sense out of these random conspiracy theories that people have created uh, over time. So, the Ramsey, Ramsey theory states that given enough elements in a set or structure, some particular interesting pattern among them is guaranteed to emerge. So basically what that's saying, if that was any, if that was difficult at all for you guys to understand, it was for me when I first um, tried to study it. I actually had to get my mom to kind of explain this to me. So I'm going to try to explain it in the way that she explained it to me. <laughs> that helped me a little bit to understand what the Ramsey theory is. So basically, it's the idea that there can be a pattern within any set or structure that you have. Um, in a book, you can find uh, hidden messages in a book. If you look hard enough and circle the right letters in the right pattern, you know, there's going to be patterns in everything in life because of just the overabundance of different sets and structures that there could possibly be in these patterns and in these elements, you know, not structures. But so here's an example for the Ramsey theory. So there's six people at a party. At least three of them know each other or have never met before. And we can figure this out by graphing all of the different possibilities. Six is the lowest number of guests where this is guaranteed to be the case, where at least three people know each other or three people don't know each other. So the expression for this is R parenthesis three comma three parenthesis equals six, which I'll, I'm going to try to find a way to put this on, put that on the screen like during that so that you guys can understand it a little bit, but I just, that's the only way I know how to explain it. Um, such a minimum number exists for certain patterns, but there's no easy way to find it for all numbers. So say you were trying to find a way to make it five people that know each other or don't know each other, okay? So we know that for there to be at least three people to know each other or not know each other, there has to be six people at the party. So how many people have to be at the party for five people to know each other or not know each other? There is so many different possibilities for that number to exist that the only, the best guess that we have, even with computers, is somewhere between 43 and 49. Because um, a party of 48 has 2 to the 100, to the 1128th power of possible configurations. So basically, there's no possible way to find out how many or what, how many people have to be at the party for five people to know each other or not know each other. So this is basically the Ramsey theory in a large term. Um, it's then this quote that I found to kind of explain it said, while disorder is more possible in general, 
complete disorder is impossible. So, I don't know if you can wrap your mind around that. It's a, it's quite a bit to think about, this whole Ramsey theory, if you're, like, as slow as me. I'm just a little bit, like, not math smart. I <laughs> Like, I can't do math. I really can't. Like, this was really hard for me to comprehend until my mom explained it to me. So, the sheer size of the galaxy is guaranteed that um, guarantees that some of its random elements will fall into a specific arrangement. And that's kind of like what I was saying earlier with at the beginning of the Ramsey theory. So to talk more about conspiracy theories, now that we know a little bit of background on why ex conspiracy theories can exist and why people believe them so much, um, a conspiracy theory is a belief that some covert or influential organization is responsible for a circumstance or event. Um, also, an explanation for an event or situation that invokes a conspiracy by sinister and powerful groups, often political in motivation, and when, and when other explanations are more probable. So basically, it's just people digging for answers and digging for the answers that they want. So I want to talk about the Mandela effect, but I'm going to do that with my little sister. So I'm going to have her on um, and we're going to talk about some of our favorite Mandela effects. All right, this is my little sister, Ryder. She wants to talk to us a little bit about the Mandela effect because that is her favorite conspiracy theory. Um, she does, I just learned, consider herself um, an expert on the Mandela effect um, or... Hello, Scar. Scar Bibi. I am Nelson Mandela. There we go. She claims to be Nelson Mandela himself. So I Herself. think she's proving the conspiracy is true right now. So I'm going to pass the mm -hmm. mic to Ryder so that she can talk a little bit about her favorite conspiracy. So the whole reason that it's called the Mandela Effect is because of Nelson Mandela. Um, a lot of people thought that he died... Uh, in 19 in the 1980s in jail actually but he didn't die until I think 2013 so everybody was like um, yo you were dead there was a funeral and everything so why are you still here I don't remember when the first one happened because we were obviously too young for like that because that was in the 1980s right whenever yeah. it first happened but um, I definitely remember whenever he did like actually die and people were like I thought he died before, and I was like, fucking yeah. <laughs> but no, I remember people like speaking out and saying, I swear that he had passed away before, you know, in the 80s or whatever. Well, then once they realized that everybody had thought that he had died before he actually did, there was lots of things that everybody remembered being a certain way that just weren't. Uh, like, Mm, sex in the city it's actually not sex in the city it's sex and the city or like curious george doesn't have a tail and he never did like there's just a lot of things that everybody was like whoa yeah that's I, not how i remember it i made a list of some that i just found personally really interesting and i was letting her go over them and she was kind of making fun of me for some <laughs> of the ones that she was like, oh, you didn't know that that's what the words actually were? Like, I was like, okay, well, save it for the podcast, because I want to see what she thinks, and uh, I want you guys to let me know what you guys think of them. If they, if you guys remember them in a specific way, 
and you know now they're different it's crazy to think about honestly the whole conspiracy is that we had gone into like a parallel universe where the things that everybody remembered just changed just a little bit which that's um that's how I first heard of it is that we were in a parallel universe because how do we all remember it a certain way and it's just not like there's really no explanation for it. why do we all remember it a certain way if it's not actually that mm-hmm. so like the peanut butter it's jiff not jiffy which I always remember especially at remember those soccer tournaments that we would have and then give yeah. out those little things of peanut butter mm-hmm. I always remember it jiffy yeah <laughs> Uh, the Berenstain Bears. It's Berenstain Bears. We used to read those all the time in elementary school. And that's crazy because I've, I've actually seen pictures of people that have books that are actually printed with it the way that people remember it being. And But most of every other book or movie or TV, whatever, the things that are printed still say it the way that they're saying it was originally. Yeah. Who is... The ones that were believing coming up with these things. <laughs> like, no, I remember being that way. Why are you guys changing it? That's more conspiracy in itself, because I feel like then people are going to be like the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Everybody thinks everything has to do with the Illuminati. Or the Freemasons. Something that one of the conspiracy theories, or like one of the things about this that got me was um, Pikachu doesn't have any black on its tail. Oh, yeah, I've seen that one recently, too. That's crazy. And then I was watching a TikTok live stream the other day, and this lady was doing some... TikTok live streams are crazy right now, but this lady was doing some drawings. Like, everybody had, like, a... Everybody has a profile picture, and anybody that sent a gift, she was, like, drawing their profile picture. And she drew Pikachu, but she drew it with the black, and then all of a sudden people start commenting, he doesn't have black on his tail, he doesn't have black on his tail, and I'm like, oh, my gosh... That's crazy. I actually had to look it up again. Everybody was very concerned about the Luke, I am your father. Because mm. he never actually says that. Yeah, that one, like, put everybody off. They were like, that's creepy as fuck. Because that's the one line that people remember sp- so specifically being That's one way literally in the Star most Wars. quoted line. Literally. In the world. Yeah. I am your father. Um, the Monopoly man, he doesn't have a monocle. Yeah, that's stupid. That's that's a lie. Yeah, I don't I don't believe that one. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm still I'm still team monocle. It's cheese it. It's not cheese it's. I have cheese it's in my room right now. I have to see this. <laughs> I'm being serious cuz I I actually forgot I wrote that one down. Bro, stop that. Is it cheese it? I thought there was a Z. I mean, well, there is a Z, but... Yeah, but I thought there was a Z at the end. Cheez-Its. I always thought it was Cheez-Its. R.I.P. We get the proof in our hands, but... (coughs) Not sponsored. Not sponsored, but we really... We really are disappointed by that one, honestly. That one is really upsetting. Oh, yeah, this one was really weird to me because I always knew that chartreuse was green and not pink. But I think that's is just that because... Is that what color it actually is? Yeah. Chartreuse oh, okay. is a shade of green. That's weird. Maybe it's just because you're, like, a green freak. Probably. It's your favorite color, so you just like everything green. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I honestly didn't know too much about that one. Everybody that I asked, like, in the room when I was studying it, I was like, what color do you think chartreuse is? And everybody was like, I don't know, like, purple. 
And I was like, <laughs> no. So, d- basically, nobody knows at all what the color chartreuse is. So, we just told you guys. But comment what you thought chartreuse was before we told you it was a shade of green. <laughs> oh, so, in, like, I think Shrek, Lord Farquaad says something to his mirror. Mm-hmm. And what does he say? Oh, magic mirror. Yeah. But people thought it was mirror, mirror. Mirror, Yeah. It's not mirror, mirror on the wall. It's magic mirror. Yeah. That's... I don't like that. That's It's so weird. weird. It's like, that doesn't even make sense. Why would it be magic mirror? It's mirror, mirror. This this is the one I was clowning Ryan for. Um, I'm so 3008, you're so 2000 and late. Everybody knows that. What did they... What did they... I don't remember. Like, it's been so long since I li- so long since I listened to that song. What's the song? So for people who don't know, um, it's the "Boom Boom Pow" by the Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, and th- there's a lyric that says, I'm so "People thought it was I'm so 2008, you're so 2000 and late." No, right? it says I'm so 3008, you're so 2000 and late. But everybody thought it was you're so 2008. Oh well, I knew it was 2000 and late. Don't be clowning me for that. I know. All right. Um, I know the black eyed peas, okay? You know those white shirts that mom and dad get? Yeah. And how they're, like, fruit of the loom? Yeah. There's no cornucopia in the back of that. Oh, fuck that shit. There's no way. That's a whole lie. Like, there was for sure a cornucopia. Just fruit. What? No. There's no way. Bro. Uh uh-uh. uh. I don't like that shit. Oh, I didn't even realize that you wrote down the Pikachu one. I was just saying that one. Yeah. Which was the first one that you ever heard about that, like, actually made you... I think I first heard about the Mandela Effect in, like, eighth grade or something. And it was the Berenstain Bears one. Mm-hmm. I remember my uh, my English teacher was talking to me about it. Because I think I had mentioned... We were talking about, like, childhood kids' books or something. And I was like, oh, I remember me and all my sisters read the Berenstain Bears, and she was like, it's Berenstain Bears, and I was like, you're a liar. <laughs> um, I think that the first one for me was probably, I didn't even really know it at the time, because I didn't know what a Mandela effect was, but probably when Nelson Mandela died, because it was the big yeah. deal, like I said at the beginning, like, that was probably the first big one that, like, brought me to, att- brought attention to the subject for me, but, I don't know, it wasn't, like, a huge deal. Gotta get your morning cup. Sorry, I gotta sip my afternoon cup of controversy. <laughs> I remember the one that Cody told me about. Okay, so you know ramen, right? Okay. And what is the noodles that are in a cup? What are those called? Cup noodles? Why? You thought it was cup of noodles? It's cup of noodles. Nah, it's cup noodles. Yeah, it's actually cup noodles. But yeah. everybody that I've asked is cup of noodles. No, it's just cup noodles. Why? That's such a stupid name. That's that's a stupid name. Cup noodles. You are taking out, you know, the most important part of... Anyway, yeah, the Fruit Loop one is crazy because fruit is actually spelled F-R-O-O-T and then not correctly, like F-R-U-I-T. And then the Kit Kat one is, um, there's no dash between Kit and Cat. You know, for a while, everybody thought the Chick-fil-A was because it's actually spelled correctly chick dash fa dash la and everybody thought that chick was spelled c-h-i-c nobody thought there was a k on the end 
I can't remember it being that way. Yeah, I don't. I always remembered it being spelled correctly. Yeah. I don't know. So you guys let us know in the comments what your favorite um, Mandela effects are to just think about and, you know, try to look for evidence that you have. Ryder's trying to be the star of the show. I didn't even do anything. So, alright, we're going to move back into um, the scheduled programming. Okay, bye. Oh, wait. <laughs> um, follow me on TikTok. Rider dot May R I D E R dot M A E. Is that it? Um. No, I'm the coolest Mark sister though. Okay, bye. So that was Mandela effect, and now I'm just gonna talk about a couple different crazy conspiracies that um, I've personally heard of, and I just find them pretty interesting. So, sorry if that hit the mic. Um, so, one of the big ones, um, National Hidden Treasure. Apparently, people think there's some hidden room behind Mount Rushmore. It's true, but those people think that it hides some natural treasure or proof of extraterrestrial life. The man who created it wanted the house to record history um, of the U.S. for generations to come, and he wanted to call it the House of Records. Though he didn't live long enough to see this come true, his daughter collaborated with the Mount Rushmore Society to build a vault with a visual history of the U.S., told through 16 porcelain enameled panels. It's not open to the public, which I find kind of fishy. If there's not some secret <laughs> hidden back, back down there, then why isn't it open to the public? I mean, it seems like they put a lot of effort into creating this visual history of the U.S., so why isn't it available to the public? Why can't it be like a tourist site? You know, you would think that the U.S. putting money, or I guess more just the Rushmore, Mount Rushmore Society putting money into this um, visual history would want it to be seen by the people who live in the United States, but the fact that they're keeping it closed off just makes it a little bit fishy, and I didn't do too much research into each of these individual conspiracies. It was just something that I kind of wanted to touch on each one a little bit and just kind of talk about the, the basic facts that we know behind the conspiracy. And if there's any of these that you guys are super, super interested in that you guys want me to do maybe a full episode on, then I am more than willing to do that. Because like I said at the beginning, conspiracy theories is definitely a topic that I can drag on forever. Like there's whole entire YouTube channels dedicated to conspiracy theories. So it's definitely something that I could elaborate on more. I just wanted to do like a, let's kind of talk about all the different ones that I think are crazy, you know? So the next one is the Illuminati at the Denver airport, which has been a big deal. Um, it's a, the design of the airport itself is just very unique and strange. It's different than a lot of, it's different than any airport. I'll just say that. It's the biggest airport um, so there is a, what's it called? It's called a vault, not, uh, not a vault, a time capsule. There's a time capsule that was donated by the Freemasons. And if you don't know what the Freemasons are, it's a, it's a secret organization that believes in the existence of a supreme being. There's more to the Freemasons, but it's just, it's like a smaller organization that is pretty well known. Um... 
the Freemasons didn't necessarily donate this um, time capsule, but their logo was on it, and it can't be opened until 2095. Um, they have been argued to have ties with the Illuminati and a New World Order, which is why people think this is so weird that they would have this time capsule just sitting like out in the open at the Denver airport. It's not something that's like hidden off down like in the tunnels or anything, which is something else I'm about to talk about. But it's like just sitting out in the open and it's got like the whole Freemason logo like right on the front of it. And so people are like, mm, that's kind of weird, you know. Um, oh, I guess I didn't really write any more about the underground tunnels. I just wrote a little bit. Um, it's believed that the underground tunnels are used for Illuminati travels. Um, I watched a video that was about, um, it was about the underground tunnels at the Denver airport. And, um, it was like a news reporter getting a tour through the tunnels because they were trying to show him like, oh no, there's nothing bad going on down here. It's just where like the luggage travels. But there, we know, like as a society or whatever, um, that there are multiple levels to that tunnel and they didn't take them to all the levels. They just took them to like one or two and like drove them through the tunnel in the little golf cart or whatever. And it's just still really sketchy. It's like if there's nothing going on down there, then why not just be open and honest? But people also believe that it is just um, like a, an extra like safe travel for like presidents or celebrities or stuff like that or like I said here in the Illuminati but at that point I wouldn't understand why other airports wouldn't have the same type of situation going on you know because if they need safe travel for these um, celebrities or people in power then why isn't that everywhere like they don't have underground tunnels everywhere in the world that we know of I guess but um Let's go ahead and move on, because that one's a lot. And actually, the Denver one, I can do, like, a whole episode on, because there is quite a bit of information on that. And there's more than just those two conspiracies about the Denver airport, because I feel like those are two separate ones. The whole Freemason thing, being involved with the time capsule, and then the underground tunnels. It's two, like, different stories. Like, two different conspiracies, too. So, the whole, the Denver airport, oh... And there's another one, too. The fucking, uh, what's it called? The little horse statue that they have out front. They think that was, like, donated by somebody who, like, is in the Illuminati. I don't know. I don't have all the details. Like, I don't know. Maybe I should have been more prepared for that one because that one's pretty interesting. But there's a conspiracy about the fucking horse statue up front with the red beady eyes. Like, literally, the people who live in Denver are scared of that thing. So, there's that. Um, I'm going to take a little pause and get my jacket because I am freezing and I need something to drink. Let me get this bad boy back on. Okay. I feel like that's a little bit closer to my mouth than it was last time. But who cares? You guys can hear me great. Y'all can hear me. Okay, anyway. I don't know how I'm going to feel about having this filmed because it might not be good for me <laughs> anyway let's move on to our next conspiracy theory which is Shakespeare there's a theory that he didn't write all of his plays um, he did exist we know that he existed according to the theory um, let me rewind um, he did exist 
We know that he existed, but according to the theory, he didn't write his plays, or at least all of them. Some claim Shakespeare was just a pen name used by many different writers. I definitely didn't do enough research in this um, episode, but that's, honestly, it's fine. You know what? We're here, we're recording. We're, we're just living our lives, okay? That's what we're doing. And you know what? I did read about this. I just didn't write it down to make sure I had the proper facts when I was talking to you guys, but whatever. Um, I feel like I'm the only podcaster who has like literally research notes in front of them as they're recording or whatever this is called, but I, okay, you know what? Let me just talk about Shakespeare. So basically the reason why people didn't think that he was the one that wrote all of his plays was because most um, like screenplay writers back in this time would write a lot of things in the same genre or a lot of things in the same topic or their um, their plays had like the same moral or main idea you know what I mean Shakespeare on the other hand switched it up a lot um, he didn't really necessarily write in the same uh, what's the word you know what is so dumb? I literally just remembered the word that I was trying to remember in the last episode, which was interpretive dance. So if you listened to episode five and I was talking about the different kinds of art and I was talking about the kind of dancing where you like show a movie like with your body, it's called interpretive dance. And I'm really mad that I'm trying to remember a word for this and I just remembered a word for the last week. Like seriously, Ryan, come on. Anyway. um. Let me just move on, because obviously I don't have the right words for this Shakespeare one, and if you're interested, you could look it up. So, Paul McCartney is dead. He is. Um, some believe that the Beatles member Paul McCartney died on November 9th, 1966, when his car skidded off an icy road. They believe he was replaced with a devil, or a lookalike, named <laughs> Billy Shears. I think that's what I wrote. I also have a problem not being able to read my own handwriting nine times out of ten, so I should write slower. <clears throat> but a lot of people um, remember, like, specifically seeing on the news that Paul McCartney died in 1966 because of a car accident. Um, I wasn't able to find any information on whether or not that car accident actually happened, but um, People thought that they were placing some subliminal message, subliminal, blah, 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 blah. people thought that they placed subliminal and backmasked messages in their songs. Um, in Strawberry Fields Forever, it's said that John Lennon says, I buried Paul. Um, I also couldn't find what the alternative could have been for those lyrics, so I guess it is, I buried Paul. I didn't see any lyric in the episode or in the song that said that but who knows i don't know moving forward i feel like for some reason filming is bringing out more of my goofy side so i hope you guys enjoy that um satanic panic in the 1980s this panic spread through the u.s brought on by now discredited psychological practices and false accusations People were convinced that there were satanic worshippers all around them. 
um, practicing ritual abuse on innocent victims. This mostly came from the religious views on heavy metal music and the rise of role-playing games like Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I think that one kind of speaks for itself. I actually wrote a decent amount of information on that one. And um, apparently this led to uh, belief of satanic ritual abuse in daycares culminating in the infamous McMartin preschool trial, which I also didn't do research on. Um, you know what? This is the first filmed episode, and if you guys aren't just happy to have it, then you're not my fan. You're not my friend. Just kidding, you are my friend. Everybody is my friend. But, um, yeah, so I definitely have done more research for the next few episodes, I can tell you that much. This one I just thought would be more fun, just to, like, touch on the different ones. I feel like I've said that, like, six times. Flat Earthers. We've all met one. And if you haven't, then you're lucky. I have unfortunately had to have conversations with many flat earthers, and if I'm being honest, at one point I might have convinced myself that the earth was flat. There's just a lot of people that are like trying to discredit um, actual science and like actual space exploration, and people are like saying, oh well Photoshop exists, like you can literally take a picture and put it together. Like I saw a video. I'm not even reading what I wrote right now, but I saw a video once, because this is the one that I've actually, like, watched videos on, but I saw a video one time where this guy was trying to advocate for flat earth, for flat earthers, whatever they're called, and he was basically saying, like, if you look at a picture of the globe up close, you can see, like, these little panels where they photoshopped it together, and I'm like, Excuse me, what? They're literally taking pictures from space. You think the pictures are going to be absolutely 100% perfect with no glitches, like nothing at all? Personally, I don't think so. I feel like our science and technology has come pretty far, but probably not that far. So let me just read what I wrote on Flat Earthers really quick. Our ancient Greeks figured this out a long time ago, and there's a lot of proof to this day that the, that the Earth is round. Um, but a lot of flat, flat earthers try to disprove things like time zones, pictures from space, horizons, and pretty much anything that proves them wrong. They try to find some flaw in it. And that's really what conspiracy, these conspiracy theories are, is just trying to pick and pull truth from different things that have happened in history, you know? So... Oh yeah, something else that I wanted to touch on with that one was the Horizon thing, because I was watching a TikTok live stream one day about this guy, or it was this guy who was a flat earther and he was trying to convince people that were joining that he was a flat earther or having them to convince him otherwise. And um, this one guy was like, how do you explain horizons, like literally horizons, if the earth is flat? And he was like, the word horizontal is literally in horizon. And I was like... I understand, but just because two words sound the same doesn't mean that they mean the same thing. And a lot of words, yes, are derived from another, but I don't think the horizon and horizontal have anything to do with each other. And that is not speaking from fact, because that's just my personal opinion. Um, so, the next and last one I wanted to talk about was Hitler. Um, 
escaping to Argentina and not killing himself. And I want to have one of my other sisters on, Rhett, to talk about that one. So, here we go. Welcome to my sister Rhett's segment. Um, like I said, she wanted to come on and talk about the conspiracies around Hitler's death. So I'm just going to let her take it away. There's not really much of an introduction needed for this. I kind of gave one already. We just had some technical difficulties, but back, right back into it. Here we go. Okay. So the original conspiracy theory is that Hitler and Eva Braun did not actually commit suicide. They were... They escaped, and body doubles were killed in their place. It, it kind of, it starts, it's, it's really messy, so we'll just go by the facts, and then if you have anything to add in, just add it yeah. in. Yeah, you can just straight up read them, and then um, add in anything that you just know that you didn't write down, you know? Okay, so the whole, the original death, let's say Hitler and Eva Braun actually died in the bunker. It was... What was said to have happened was that Ava Braun took a cyanide capsule and Hitler shot himself in the head. Um, which, I mean, after that, they, you know, they covered the bodies, brought them outside, put them in a shallow grave, and burned them. Like, completely burned them. Um, and the, the point where the conspiracy started um, and where people started to get the wrong idea was that the... The bodies were, weren't discovered first by allies and, you know, announced to the rest of the world, hey, you know, Hitler died. It was the Nazis who announced it, announced the death. And, and why that brought up conspiracies was because, you know, now everyone's like, we're just supposed to believe this? Mm -hmm. Like, with nothing else, just, oh, Hitler's dead. Like I said, they... they did all that they brought them outside put them in a shallow grave burned them and then it was announced by the nazis that he was dead and that was it that was what they thought was going to be the end of it um at that point conspiracies started you know going around rumors started going around that he was seen in other places you know all the newspapers everywhere were saying that you know there was a hitler sighting there was a spotting everybody saw him already um and then okay so this was all the when this happened, when Hitler's death was announced, the Berlin War was still going on. And, you know, I did some research on the Berlin War, and the reason it's so important was because it was the last major battle of the in Europe for World War II. So it was, you know, it was a big thing. It was the, the end of Nazi Germany. Um, you know, it started because Stalin didn't believe that the Allies would hand over the territory that they you know, had rightfully earned. Terrible yeah, people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I, the day after the announcement, uh, and this is where it kind of starts getting wonky, the day after the announcement, the Soviet Union, along with a BBC reporter, uh, went to the grave and actually seized it and dug up the bodies that were allegedly burned, first of all. And second of all, uh, they saw whole bodies laying there. And Hitler's looked like to the doctors for the Soviet Union as a bad body double. So when they're looking at, you know, this body, they're holding pictures next to it. They're, you know, trying to see, um, trying to see the similarities or the differences or whatever. And I have a picture that you can put on. Um, but, you know, they're trying to find all this stuff. And, and when they run the DNA to the bones and everything that they found, uh, just kind of scattered, 
uh, around that body that they found. It, was, it wasn't even close to a man. It was a 30-year-old woman. Um, and so they, you know, I know <coughs> medical stuff has advanced so far uh, from 1945 to right. now. But, you know, it's it's just crazy that, you know, they said it was a bad body double and, and now the, the DNA test isn't running right. You know, the Soviet Union held it in a glass case, the actual skull that they found that was said to be Hitler's, they held it in a, um, like a, a casing, basically, like a clear casing so that they could see it. They had it on, on display for people to come see and everything because that was a, a big death for for the world, you know, it's a terrible person, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, they, uh, basically they had it on, on display and it wasn't until years later that they found out that wasn't, that had, the, those weren't even the right bones than when they DNA tested them. Cause that didn't come out for a long time yeah. um, after the death. But, um, you know, no one reported the actual death of Hitler, you know, DNA medical aside, they, nobody reported the death of Hitler in 1945. And that was the year that he was said to have shot himself in the head. Um, and, and like we said earlier, you know, Martin Bormann, uh, Bormann, he was the assistant to Hitler. He, no one got through to Hitler, not a phone call, not, uh, not seeing him with your eyes, nothing without going through him first. Um, and, and that was a big part of the story because it said that once Hitler and Ava escaped to a car to be able to get, you know, out of that area, um, a call was made to Martin Borman, and they were, they said that um, they had escaped, so they brought in the body doubles, and the body doubles were actually murdered without their knowledge, um, instead of, you know, a suicide, a double suicide, basically. Um, Alright, so before we talk about where they escaped to, we're going to cut back a little bit. Uh, so back in 1938, the Nazis led a team to the South Pole. Um, and it, it was for what they said was for a, a scientific purposes. Um, and basically, Hermann Goring, uh, the chief of the German Air Force, was the one who actually led the the whole mission to the South Pole. Um, you know, they wanted to claim uh, Antarctica and uh, explore long-term colonization of the, you know, the only unexplored continent on, on Earth. Um, and then, basically, they found... Um, they found tunnel systems and they're still exploring them now that could accommodate up to 60,000 men. Um, and it was over a million, a million square feet. I guess that's what it was, a million miles in square footage. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, you know, they found that they discovered the, that tunnel system um, and instead of... Like okay. from Hitler's office type shit, right? Basically, so... Because they they went to Antarctica, and the whole point was to explore the long-term colonization of the, you know, an unimpregnable mm-hmm. um, area, uh, and then they found all these underground tunnels that have hospitals and daycares and all that kind of stuff for over sixty thousand men. Uh, they, you know, they basically just. It's said that he went down there. Now nothing after that is really talked about ever in the conspiracy so mm-hmm. that's kind of where it ends at but it said that he you know he moved he went through those tunnel systems um and because it was only his allies that were down there he got away with it yeah and and nobody was going to say anything because it was hitler you know right. freaking hitler he's yeah the worst I think person you explained ever explained it pretty good but i feel like that's just a weird place for it to end 
I mean, it's a weird conspiracy. It's it's definitely like all conspiracies. That's that's what they are. They're just ideas, and yeah. like we talked, I talked about it at the be- or in a different section of the episode that you know you weren't on it yet. But the definition of conspiracy is literally just that it's it, it's picking and pulling ideas from things that we know are true and trying to find um, different endings or or meanings behind it that could make more sense in something that we. W- <laughs> that's staying in. <laughs> It can make more sense in a way that we want to see something, you know, a way we want to view something. But also, you know, there's sometimes there's a lot of evidence that could potentially point to a cover-up. Like, Mm -hmm. in this case, the the tunnels could definitely be a cover-up. So I think it's it's a pretty decent place to end that one. Well, and I just, I think it's so interesting because for me, all the way through, you know, middle school and high school, I was very interested in in World War Two and all that kind of stuff because it, it was such a, a massive thing mm-hmm. and for it to just end so abruptly. Just one day for him to go in there and shoot himself in the head and to convince his wife to take a cyanide capsule to kill herself yeah. too. It's just more realistic that he escaped and had body doubles that yeah. were murdered. Especially knowing Hitler and knowing exactly. what he, knowing what what he, he was capable and hit- of and yeah. what he was capable of running and being in charge of. I mean, he convinced so many all of all of the every, nazis every were Nazi, people who yeah, were, they were brainwashed they were brainwashed to think that what he was going to do if he was put in charge was something good yeah and they were so convinced that you know moving all these jews and and everyone who they um oppressed out of their homes and everything was for a good reason yeah until they started being killed and at that point he was a leader yeah and so, so why, there was nothing they could do about it yeah why would he just kill himself like that's such a coward move for somebody who's done such horrific things in their career you know well and it said that martin borman his uh his secretary was you know his main job was to keep his his fuhrer i guess is the word his fuhrer alive that Mm -hmm. was his main goal was to keep him alive so why would he just sit back and let him kill himself yeah and it, like I said, it makes more sense to to see that he, or to say that he helped him escape, and and made sure that all that was okay because now his leader is safe. They think that he's dead, he's gone, no one's after him anymore, and now he's off and doing something else. That seems yeah. like a a more interesting end to such a terrible time. Yeah, and that's another reason why people are so interested in conspiracies because it's just a more interesting way. It's a more interesting outcome. Like, like literally, the people in uh, history class in, like, 50, 100 years are going to be like, well, that's fucking lame. So, I feel like they're going to thank us for creating these conspiracy theories. Okay. <laughs> I think we should just end um, this segment there. What do you think? Anything else you want to add about that? No. Your dog's eating the F-bomb, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you If you like my nephew... If you think my nephew's adorable. You wanna know how old I am? I don't even know what my username is on anything. Oh, go follow me on Instagram. It's Rhett.Warner, spelled R-H-E-T-T dot W-A-R-N-E-R-R. I got lost while she was saying that. But let's go ahead and move on to my quotes of the week. Okay. Okay. I hope y'all enjoyed 
the interview with my sister Rhett, more of just like a conversation about Hitler and that conspiracy theory. Um, also, I hope you guys were interested in these conspiracy theories that I posted today. And let's move into the quote. So today I wanted to grab a couple quotes from some sociologist. I got some sociology quotes. How about that? Um, Education is what survives when what has been learned has been forgotten. B.F. Skinner. I like that one because, like, you can learn anything. And this next one kind of um, helps. Let me just go ahead and read it. It helps put it into perspective. Um, Kids don't remember what you teach. They remember what you are. Jim Henson. I'm just going to say thank you for watching. Thank you if you are subscribed to my YouTube channel. Thank you if you are following on Spotify. Or if you happen to be in the Discord, if you have me on Instagram or Twitter. And if you don't already have all those things done, then there will be a link be in the description of this video, um, both on Spotify and YouTube. If you're listening on Spotify and you haven't already subscribed to the YouTube channel, I highly suggest that because I'm a very, very animated person to watch when I talk. So... Yeah, and I feel like if you were just listening to this episode, you probably aren't going to get as much from it as you did if you watched it. So, yeah. Um, I think that's all I have for you today. Um, Like I said, thank you very much for watching, and I will see you guys next week. Bye!